0: This is a Sound Health radio show where we talk about the crossroads of the environment and our health with me, talk to me guy, Richard, and as we know, Sherry Edwards is off working on the soundhealthportal.com. My current thinking on the Sound Health Portal, really to learn about it and to get an example and see why you want to go back and find the campaigns, this will make sense in a moment, is to go to the soundhealthportal.com. Scroll down to the bottom, find the video tab, click on that, pick a subject that you're interested in, and what you'll be watching is Sherry doing an online live workup with somebody. It's a recording, but they're recent. There are lots of them. A recording of, a video recording, so you get to watch the process of somebody doing an intake into the portal which means speaking into microphone and being recorded and having that broken down into bits and pieces that show amazing amounts of information. But I just think it's the best way to learn about the portal because you can actually see it in action and see how it works and the kind of amazing reports and the amount of data that you get out of it, which still blows my mind every day. And I've been talking with Sherry since forever, almost as long as Jill, I think. Um, and it's just, it's a great way to learn about it and see it and then go back to the campaigns and the campaigns are free software programs that you can have your voice run through. And once you see it, all of that is so much easier. So the current campaigns are biodiet, fibromyalgia, neuroplasticity, Corona conflict, where you can have your voice run through those for free and get a report. But watch the video first. I think that's a really great way to learn about the portal, and you'll have a lot more context when you start wanting to use it, because it really helps to see it in action. To hear and share replays of this show, which you will want to, Jill and I will get down. (laughs) I know, we've talked before. About 20 to 30 minutes after you hear the outro music, you can go to talktomeguy.com. Scroll down that page, and you'll see the episodes, the current episode, which this one will be at the top in about 30 minutes afterwards. And there will be all the show notes and all the links that we talk about in the show and any new links that Jill throws out while we're talking, I'll put in there. Mm -hmm. And you can also at the bottom right of that, you'll be able to click on this little microphone, whether on a mobile device or on a computer. And you can tap on that microphone and leave me a voice message and say, I have questions, or what about this, or when can Jill come back, or all sorts of questions. The bottom of the screen, there's a player right under the show notes that you can listen to it right there. And or about nine or ten links to other podcast aggregators, which is fancy speak for podcast player. From iOS to Android OS and everything in between. You'll be able to listen to the show and easily share the show. It, it works really well on mobile devices. It works great on computers, but it's designed really to work on mobile devices since everybody's listening on their mobile devices now. And you can check out some of the almost 400 other hours of shows there, which blows my mind when I say that out loud. With that, Jill Matson is a prolific artist, musician, and author. Jill is a widely recognized expert and composer in the field of sound healing. She has also produced 11 music CDs with intriguing magical tracks using ancient and modern techniques and special healing frequencies to achieve profound benefits. Jill is a five-time author and has received many awards for her books and music, including Best Music of the Year and Best Book of the Year. Jill is featured in many hundreds of teleseminars and on over a 1,000 radio shows and magazines. She offers an online sound and color healing school and free music, all found at jillswingsoflight.com. Jill presents new ways of approaching health and everyday issues using the benefits of sound and color. Jill joins us today to talk about living in the light of sound. Welcome, Jill.
1: Richard, thank you so much for having me here. I always love to be on this show and talk with you and the beautiful audience. And, of course, host Sherry Edwards for the incredible gifts that she has given to this planet. So it's beautiful to be here.
0: I, I want to read this quote, and then I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. This is the right brain knowledge of the heart behind the great ancient civilization sciences, that will take us into the future. This is the world of Jill Matson. I recommend this paradigm transforming book to the expert and layman as well. Dr. Abraham Karim, founder of biogeometry. That's in the sort of, I think the forward of your new book, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I just think that is, I've interviewed Dr. Karim several times and also Dorea, his daughter, a number of times. And I think his work is extraordinary. And for a man of his research and the quality of work that he does as well. I think that's just a very cool compliment from him to acknowledge you really are paradigm transforming and we just talk casually, but it's like every once in a while I'd read something like this and go, wow, I know her. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Well, Dr. Karim is wonderful. And I think one of the points he's making there is that when we look at antiquity, And we assume that we could transport ourselves back there and understand their culture. And the energies change, times change, the influence of other people and cultures. Everything's producing vibrations. And these vibrations alter us and they give us patterns and parameters to think and to feel. Um, I know maybe perhaps everyone's not a fan of it but I have a lot of um, personal experiences when I just leave my body and I'm back in time someplace and it may not be real to anybody else. It's very real to me. And when I've done this, I, I have different understandings and parameters. Like, for example, I remember one um, time I did this, I went back to Samaria and I, I had no idea of what compassion was or mercy because, you know, if, if um, a neighboring tribe came to your village, it would kill your loved ones. And so it was survival. And it was just amazing that it was a whole different world. And one of the things that Dr. Karim tells us is that they, meaning the ancient Sumerians, the gods perhaps, meaning evolved people from other um, planets perhaps, they – used and centralized, all their information and perception, their world, came from their right brain. And ours comes from our left brain. But the thing about when you spend a lot of time in your right brain is that you see connections and holistic and you start to understand, at least for me, auras and subtle energy and energy coming from the ground and you can feel the personality of a tree. Because you you forget the language, you forget the words, you for you forget adding and subtracting, and you kinda go into a feeling based. And in this feeling based advancement, you know, it was very clear to them, temples are healing. How to make sacred space. It was very clear to them. Energy comes from the stars science is now proving, and it can either hurt (laughs) or help us. And so we're just beginning to get scientific technology. We're just beginning to measure the tiny subtleties that Dr. Corinne does and um, how influential they are. They rock our world. And that of course sounds, sound ties right into sound healing because sound healing is capturing that subtlety. And lo and behold, if you look at Sherry's work, that subtlety of sounds we often can't hear because the volume's too low, perhaps they're out of our hearing range. That's that's the big influence. That's what's shaping our health. That's what's shaping our personality. And often the things we want or are our, lack of obtaining the things we want. You know, it's found in getting a frequency of mastering another type of subtle energy and then like attracts like. It's this magical world that comes alive with expertise in your right brain. And I remember Sherry one time telling me this story. And it was that um, Sherry was treating this little boy's brother and he he was having seizures, so um she had an antidote for him, but she she had to have it get to only um the right or the left brain. It was a very specific hemisphere, because you're you're for the listeners, if someone doesn't know each hemisphere in your brain processes frequencies differently and in fact in inverse manners so anyway, um the little boy just decided, well, I know how we do it, we could we can make sure he only gets into one brain by putting a crayon up his one nostril and in one ear. (laughs) And and I think it's really funny, but um, an earplug into um, crosses over to your left hemisphere will start to give you um, time using your right brain to expand your, Awareness of wholeness and connection and subtleties and feelings.
0: I had the uh, privilege of living with a Labrador for about nine years. And I was mm-hmm. the person who would walk her at, at you know, several times a day. Mm-hmm. And I really learned, I've always related really well to animals. I'm more of an animal person than a people person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... We would go walking, and I really learned two things. Well, I learned a bunch of things from her. Manners is one. Uh, I've always had good manners, but she was so very mannerly, unless she really was mad, and then it was bad. But she really taught me, and or I really learned from watching her, how to smell things and pay attention to Mm -hmm. them. Because I'd watch her. We'd be out walking, and suddenly her nose would go up. And I do the same thing. And people are, when I'm now out in the world and people see me and I smell, my nose goes up. I can't help it. It's like a dog. I go, what is that? Hmm, That's interesting. That sounds like fresh croissants. Let's go there. Or um, also to hear. She really taught me to pay attention. Anytime she would hear something, I would watch her ear go up or turn her head so she could hear or she'd growl. I would turn my head in the same direction she did. And I would begin to hear things that I had no, they're there and we don't notice them. And that's what I learned from Sasha was that I paid attention. It's like hanging out with Sherry all these years. I hear things now that I didn't know I was hearing until somebody said to me, Oh, do you notice that? And then I go, what? And Oh yeah, I noticed that. So I think we, we have the potential to have a lot of this, and I think you are one of the primary. Um, hmm, I'm calling you a cheerleader because I don't have a better thought leader. There we go. Really, you are bringing us back to the future. That's that's sort of my current thought on on your work is, you are going back and studying this, and it's like Dr. Kurim studying this amazing ancient history of work. I mean, really, you. He studies more specific, more in the arena of. Egyptology, because he is Egyptian, and his father is an architect in Egypt, and so and he's an architect, so he has that lean toward that. But they travel the world teaching people how to do that work. And you are in the same realm, but I think you do a lot of virtual gatherings and other amazing work where you're leaning us toward, come on, over here, let's pay attention to our environment. No, I really am not kidding. And you're talking about in, in the new book, Uh, Which I didn't mean to talk about yet, but I can't help myself. (laughs) Uh, In the new book, um, Home of Power, Light, Life of Light, you really are talking about our home is our temple. You don't say that, but I'm saying that. But it's really we have we want to learn that what we have in our home, not unlike being in nature. When we go out in nature, we feel a certain way, and we want to kind of bring that into our home of a sense of we want our home to be our beneficial shell like a turtle. Yeah. I can't work well, that into a question, but I know there's one there.
1: <laughs> what, what what I started to do before I wrote that book was I started to hear shapes, angles. I started to look at like a doorway and see if whether it was harmonious or disharmonious. and And even harmonious with the occupant, you know, let's say their height to the height of a a door creates a ratio. And what I learned from Dr. Kareem is that I don't believe we're um, quite today at the point where we understand that energy travels through dimensions, maybe in spirals or harmonics or think of little corkscrews. So Dr. Kareem uses these ancient um, dowsing materials. and. So he'll tell you where is positive and negative energy, in a shape, in a color. I started to hear them. And then I guess it, it dawned on me that everything in your home, be it the below, be it the, your furniture, where it is, what color it is, what position it's in, what kind of decorator things, that it all produces energy. And most of us, it haphazardly, um, it does so in a haphazard manner. And in many cases, and science um, has shown that, for example, if you're on a negative earth current, um, sometimes you can have a 90% chance of getting a cancer. Because um, I know we're at least aware of the negative energies in, let's say, 5G, but there's also negative energies in the earth. And positive energies. And so I began to hear hear them. And not only can your home heal you, you can design your home like Sherry designs a tone box. You can have a home for heart health or maybe a room for heart health. You can have a room for manifesting or perhaps that new relationship you want. You can... um, You can use your home for manifesting. You can use your home um, to enlighten, to counter all the earth energies, the um, negative energies. And uh, Dr. Cream sees it through this beautiful art of dowsing and makes it very easy to replicate. And in that book, I see it through music, but I make it very easy to replicate. I mean, sometimes moving your chair. Or just a rushing sound through your closets. Variety of methods to uplift your house. And then once you've got your house uplifted and it's harmonious, um, it's going to cross some earth lines. And the blessing's going to, like the wind, it's going to, like, float in the wind. So you bless your house and all the houses downstream get blessed. I mean, how cool is that? Because your home is music. It's just too low in volume for us to hear. Mm -hmm. And you can apply Sherry's work to your couch. How cool is that?
0: (laughs) I will be doing that right after the show. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs) I must sit in the couch because it's a healing environment. I love that idea. And that's really what you yeah, well, what I you talk about, about in,
1: in your shapes and your your tones and yes. your harmonia. See, Sound sound healers are into frequencies, but you also need to look at um, harmonics, which is an after ripple of sound, very important in Jerry's work. And you need to look at rhythms, and you need to look at intervals. All of the elements of music, all of them add. Great ideas from the ancients, and um, I'm fluid enough that I can kind of figure out how they use them with a different consciousness than we do and then maybe translate them into our world. Mm
0: -hmm. Somebody is chat. Somebody in chat is saying Jill is bringing ancient historical knowledge into the future. They said that right (laughs) before you started saying that. So that's like so perfect because it's so true. You've always been a thought leader and stunningly prolific. And I mean that in a good, kind, generous way, but it really amazes me. Wait, another new book? how do you do this? It's amazing. Um, But I want to, I want to step back for a minute and I want to ask about um, you and Sherry were working on a project for inflammation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really an important thing for people to know about that there is things that they can go to your site now and get sounds that will help with inflammation. Because as we keep on in research and everything else, Inflammation is really a foundation of many states of imbalance that can create all sorts of maladies or just a swollen ankle. Uh, So please Mm -hmm. talk to us about that work.
1: All right. Well, first of all, the frequencies are Sherry's. So again, thanks to Sherry. But on jillswingsoflight.com or coronavirus.org, under free stuff, under Jill's Wings of Light, There's two different sets of music that I've composed and embedded with Sherry's frequencies. The new one, Deep Healing, it's called. And I believe that this has come from Sherry's work with people um, struggling through the pandemic and, um, you know, overcoming viruses. And the thing about um, music to overcome coronaviruses is it also is very supportive for other viruses. Um, if she comes up something to fight inflammation or to support your immune, that supports your immune system in all different disorders. And, you know, the inflammation has a tremendous impact on a host of different disorders. And particularly as people age, the, influen- uh, the inflammation adds to this and adds to that and so forth. So you can begin to kind of backtrack and reverse so anyway, with the deep healing, um, she gave me the frequencies of CoQ10, um, good for your heart, anti-inflammatory, gets rid of free radicals, um, ger- germanium, which is mm. for immune support, oxygen, iron, orthopoietin, a hormone from your kidneys, mm. anti-inflammation, zinc, um, vitamin D, Um, lute, I don't know how to pronounce these, luteolin, um, and it's uh, an anti-inflammatory, and it's a flavonoid, and it also supports the immune system and more. That's just some of them, but listening to these things supports the reversal of most diseases or many diseases. And we have an earlier set of music called Frequencies for Defense that we did together. This one having glutathione, quercetin, vitamin C, epinephrine, ACTH, adrenaline, etc. And again, this one is really targeting that immune system. So these are beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous music. And you absorb the subtle frequencies that are, I believe, most influential and here it is for free. And, um, you know, wow. Um, you couldn't imagine even, even the cost of going to the store and buying all that stuff and then figuring out ways to get your body to ingest it and use it. And and sounds invasive, and here it is. I mean, wow. How cool is that? Oh, well, one on the of awesome – uh,
0: uh, let me just I throw just this in. That, a, one, one of the awesome okay. – no, you go ahead. You go ahead,
1: Things from one of my least recent programs in the antiquity was the only thing that i 've ever found besides this that 's really good at reversing many diseases is circadian rhythms and there 's people um, i, I, I don 't have the inform- information at my fingertips, but it is a class on my side. I have a master class on the sun and moon, but the like the department i think it 's some um, diabetes foundation health Foundation. All these the major organizations are finding that pay attention to being in sync with the sun and the moon, with nature, mm. the world around us, to be harmonious with everything, that this um, has been the only thing they've found to um, reverse many of these illnesses, reverse. And this is coming from science, like wow. the ancient methods, um, they
0: work. <laughs> a mic drop. The ancient methods, they work. Boom. Yes, you yep. really are bringing it back to the future. It's amazing how much your work is ancient, and yet you use everything from those beautiful uh, crystal wands to color and light, art. That's, a, that's one of the things I noticed. Well, you talk about it in the, in the book, in the Home of Power. You talk about color. And that's why I really wanted to call this show The Light, Dancing in the Light of Sound. Because it's, I don't mean this as a diminutive, light is, sound is just light and light is just sound. They're all just vibration. Absolutely. Am I, is that, okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel, not being a musician anyway, although I was in a marching band for years uh, as a drummer. (laughs) So I have great rhythm, but I have no... No musical uh, skill, and I just think that it it does so. It it takes me back to times when I've been in groups where you're around or part of an Indian Indian ceremony, and at some point there will be drumming. There will be a mm-hmm. fire, and it'll be scuffing in the dirt. <laughs> That's what I call all that. That ceremony, and it's amazing how. I mean, I've been in and out of those for 50 years, which I can't believe is true, but it's true. And it's always a thing where you're, no matter what's going on or what's happening, when you step back into that moment of drumming, circle, fire, scuffing in the dirt, you're in the same place I think people were a thousand years ago when they were scuffing in the dirt, drumming and circling and you're honoring and you're in the moment with the earth. Um, can you say so more about that?
1: Yeah, you're combining earth energies. You're combining the energy of a circle, which literally a 2D shape of a circle produces subtle energies. And the drumming um, affects your breathing, your heart rate, um, but also your brainwaves. And, um, again, ancient practices would use tones, which you get on drums, Bum, 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 or bum, bum, bum. Um, so it would use tones and rhythms to leave your body as our physical bodies are so dense. They're anchored to the third D, but not our consciousness, not our thoughts, our, fearness, our um, awareness. And they would have practices to get you down to certain brain waves, which I do in many of my classes, show people how to replicate this. And... And then go someplace. And what's really exciting is that the ancients would sometimes use the same sounds like a key. And that makes me think of music. And you have key signatures that nobody knows anything about. And they're incredibly important. But at any rate, they're using sound as a carrier wave. And sound is a carrier wave. So like, hello, hello. I mean, in no cases there was the meaning hello, but everybody got it. So sound combines with other waves, And so they would literally use their imagination, use their feelings, combine with the sounds, and they must have had some ancient help from advanced beings. And then they would go to really, really cool places where they would see images, where, um, where they would let go of blockages, where they would heal whether, where they would an, answer questions. And it's kind of like a recipe of subtle energy. The earth, perhaps the stars, the vegetation, perhaps the season, perhaps the timing of the event. Because another thing about ancient people was that they, they had an understanding that certain times, say, equinox, Um, Maybe you download more subtle groceries because of a wave point of time or a wave point of starlight coming so you can um, access higher dimensions better at better times. Hence you find these ancient people um, taking advantage of good energy days. And, um, you know, you have this stew where you get all these energies and then you just allow and all these gifts flow. And it's not just in the Indians. Um, you'll see it in the Egyptians, the Chinese, the Hindus. I mean, earthside, they're doing these things because they work.
0: Mhm. Mhm. It's really. I, this just comes. I, I had this for later, but again, it just happens. I, I'm wondering. In chapter three, you really talk about elemental energy of home of, power, mm-hmm. home of Power. And I think it's really fascinating having spent, I've talked about this before, where as a, as a kid in high school and then for a few years thereafter, we had a family friend who would take us out hiking in the, in the forest, in National Forest. And when I say hiking, I mean full-on backpacking and building camps and then breaking it down and going to another location. And we'd be out for two to six weeks. Just wow. out in wilderness, just wow. in the wilderness. There were, there were campgrounds, but a campground just meant a flat place without too many rocks and a stone fireplace where you could cook your food. But that was it. There was no anything else. And we'd be out there, and I just still remember, I can still pull up the feeling of being in the middle of a national – I mean, it was not just that it was a national forest. It was forest drinking spring water that was bubbling out of the earth or hearing the sounds and just laying there looking up at the sky and hoping that you don't wake up with a rattlesnake on your lap because it's, you're warm, not because it's once anything other than, well, you're really warm. This is great. But just staring up at the sky and being occasionally overwhelmed with the majesty of the trees and the clarity of the sky, because there were no city lights of any kind. So you would see everything. And it was just the, the presence of i don't know what we would call that but it was an amazing earth energy laying on the ground staring up at the sky through the trees and it well, was you're just a lot of these
1: yeah it is and it's live so there's two things i want to talk about is the ancient understanding of elements and how it relates to music because that's kind of my thing and also live versus not live okay um, the ancient understanding of elements think that Bum Bum C C same note. It's an octave. One's higher, one's lower, and our music system divides that into seven major notes, twelve half notes. But that's very arbitrary, and we don't use the more healing tones that the ancients did. But anyway, you could divide that octave into five notes, seven notes, six notes, a hundred notes, a thousand notes. And one of the ways, one of the musical octaves of the ancient people was divided to let's say either four or five, depending whether you're using Hindu, American, um, American Indian, or uh, Chinese or something like that. But they would divide that octave into fire, earth, air, and water. Each, in my mind, um, creating frequencies because they're energy, but different harmonic patterns. And what's a harmonic pattern? It's an after ripple of sound that you only get live or in a record. Um, It's already averaged by the time you get a CD. I do have software, Mm -hmm. so I do put real harmonics into my CDs and musical collections, but nonetheless, balancing these elements was a big part of, like, Ayurvedic medicine. Um, You know, if you have a certain disease, you know, or even if you're with a cold and phlegm, they're certainly not going to give you more water. They're going to give you some type of herb that takes away all the runny nose and congestion and so forth. So they're literally healing you by balancing the elements. And think of of, um, all the energy that is, perfect healing, the perfect voice print from Sherry. Think of all that is, all energy, as all the frequencies. And when you're out of balance of one element, um, somehow getting the other elements through music, the Hindus, you can go and um, listen to wood music, Chinese, same thing or metal music, Um, it would be different instruments, different harmonic patterns, different rhythms. And and then back to harmonics. One thing I learned from Sherry was that digestion in your body is a harmonic chain. So just think of chemistry or get on PubMed or something, and I'm making this up because I don't know it off the top of my head. But let's say it's, you know, digest you know, I don't know, the end result equals two hydrogens plus one CO two. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's a formula. Yeah. And it's got an equal sign in it. And Sherry showed me that if you put in the frequencies in the formula means if it means your you know, your metabolism, your every every process in your body, it's a harmonic. And then when I started investigating, let's say, the heart and the ventricles and all the little parts, it's one tone and then all the parts of the harmonics. It's kind of like light goes through a crystal and it breaks out into rainbow colors. And that's harmonics. You could think of them as components of the whole. But um, again, it's very important to get them live because when you're in the house, of course, you're not getting them. And if you live in a city, mm, that's really hard. And how much time do we really spend out underneath the sky? It's Mm -hmm. so healing. You can double. um, I've had people tell me that they've doubled crop growth with my stardust CD. And the animals will seek it out for healing. It is the frequencies of the night sky. And so when you go out as a kid and you spend that two weeks with nature, you center, you get calm. You kind of go to your core. You tune all your different body systems, and that's for health, yes. But it's also for emotions, for thinking, and the hierarchies, perhaps vision for your life.
0: Mm. Perhaps
1: um, creating the right frequency pattern to um, collect um, coincidences that help you along your path. So there you go.
0: And a beautiful thing to do. What an amazing, amazing thing. And can we, in back to Chapter 3 and talking about the, well, elemental energies, but also Chapter 1. As we create balance in our home, and we come into that room and we're in a state of cacophony. Let's say I've been doing some editing and it hasn't been going well. Let's just put it that Mm -hmm. way. It hasn't been going well. It hasn't been flowing Mm -hmm. exactly. Or I can't get that 60-minute track down to a 55-minute track for a radio show. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm in an atmosphere which is more conducive to all of that and more balancing, it's going to make that work flow more so. At some point, I'll give up the – and it'll come – (laughs) whatever that's called, that sound I just made, whatever that is, that will go away. And I'll get back into a state of resonance with my environment and then everything will flow again. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I think of everything you think and feel. So here you are editing and you get, well, you just kind of like deposited unseen negative energy. That actually is a frequency and you don't take it back when you change your mind. You uttered it. You created it. It's sitting there. You can't hear it or see it. Sitting in your room. That's why when you go to a battlefield, it feels terrible or Auschwitz. I mean, how can you smile in a place like that? Yeah. And that's also why sacred sites, the places where beautiful people have walked and it's like their energy is not contained within their body. And it, it, it floats off like, like, like the little rainbow drops and, and they go into the ground. So one of the things I do go in that book is clearing energy and using, I think sound's a really good way to do it. Um, there's many ways to do it. But clearing blockages and um, music is another good way, music without words, because you go, takes you right to your right brain. Right brain is where all the connections are. That's where the flow is. You need to let go of any type of judging or opinion and really just kind of, um, uh, how to put it, allow your editing to happen to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, set your intent. Okay, I need to shave off five minutes, ten minutes, and um, allow energy to come right through you. Boom, boom, boom. This is how I get my products done so fast. Uh-huh. I channel I loud, just like that. Yeah. And can you do that by clearing up the crap in your home? Absolutely.
0: That'd be a technical we, term?
1: Yeah.
0: I love that as a technical <laughs> term. The crap in your home, clear that up. Absolutely. I love that idea.
1: What is <laughs> well, it is so true. Go into a cluttered house that hasn't been cleaned and has got stuff all over the place and contrast that to um, walking into place. Let's say, think of the Chinese where they're minimalists or Scandinavian they the minimalist. it's very 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 different feeling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I well, still need to make it positive, but um flow is something you can imagine air coming through like a river. And you don't want the river blocked because when the river's blocked it stagnates. Mhm. And it's so easy to blow it out.
0: Yeah. Yes. I I mean it and you I mean to jump slightly I'm going I'm mm-hmm. to jump slightly. This is still all in the same realm, but there was something that I heard you... I can't remember, because as I do, when I study for a show, I've listened and read a bunch of your material again, and there was something I think I heard you say, that time has frequencies, which mm-hmm. leads me to want to ask about the Fibonacci <laughs> spiral, cause mm-hmm. and how nature's music has the Fibonacci Spiral in it. Oh, wow. So could what a you, There's a little, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a little something. <laughs> you know, the <it's> biggie. <laughs> I know. So I just think that's an well, amazing, I'm... this takes me, part of what I have when I, when I heard this was it took me back to a flashback of laying in the forest as a young pers- younger person, staring up at this amazing view of sky. And even though when we were hiking, we might hike, you know, 10 miles in a day with a full pack just because we weren't trying to get someplace Mm -hmm. fast. We were just trying to get to the next location. And it's, Mm -hmm. hiking is, you know, when you're carrying a backpack and climbing up and down hills, it's hard physically. Mm -hmm. But you would get there and just be so at ease. And we were in pure, raw, mind-blowing nature. No technology, because this is so long ago, there were no cell phones yet. Well, there were, but they were the size of a briefcase. So there was none of that. There was no electronic interference and then when I heard this I thought oh wow makes me want to live in a cabin <laughs> so yeah. yeah please do talk about that Fibonacci spiral who who okay. the heck was Fibonacci and how did nature
1: okay.
0: hand this to us
1: okay but you have two questions time and Fibonacci one at yeah. a, one at a time okay
0: yes <laughs> yes
1: first one Time is the frequency I wrote the book Lost Waves of Time, and in that, I researched the music of ancient Samaria, um, ancient China, ancient Egypt, the ancient Hindu healing music, and their concept of music is nowhere near what we think music is. It's kind of like when I was saying, I had those little out-of-body trips, and I was back in Samaria. It's like, the world was so different. There were different thoughts that people thought and thoughts we have today that weren't, weren't available. And in this manner, um, the understanding of music back then, it was healing. It's like everything was a tone box. And mm. they understood how easily sound um, influences, how accurately it can diagnose and how, how powerful it is in healing And it's something that, you know, skipped our attention, and we relegate um, music and sound to entertainment. But um, they were using sounds, and it was like everything. It was the most powerful information, most hidden. And, like, for example, the Chinese emperor was in charge of the music system. And it was a really big deal to balance um, time and nature with music so the music you have during rainy season is different than that of drought and they would write about encouraging rain through music to, and think of old american indian rain dances and the people um you know they're doing these for thousands of years not because it's it doesn't work but they're they're doing it for thousands of years because it did work and um so when i looked at the music over time I found that um, through legends, uh, the music starting in pre-flood civilizations um, had patterns of nine and eight, not they're just legends there. But you start off with Samaria, and um, I saw music um, reflecting number patterns, numbers of scale notes, rhythm patterns, interval patterns, note patterns of six, five, four, three, two, one. I thought that was remarkable. Over time, it's dawned on me, like, you know, was that God? Is that somebody influencing musicians? Or how's that work? And it it dawned on me, God's no respecter of persons. It's more like nature. It's it's time itself. Time itself feels different. I mean, even on a smaller scale, doesn't it feel different on um, Christmas Eve than it does on July 4th?
0: -hmm.
1: And where they would analyze this big influential time. Think that um, a dot is one dimension, a line is two dimension, um, a paper house is three dimension, and each one's getting so much ridiculously bigger. But time is bigger yet. So what I believe is that time, how to put it, it's, it's a harmonic of time. So over time, time has a frequency in harmonics and these huge patterns. And as time changes, as things become of an age, um, when it's time has passed and the new age has begun, it's that there's a new harmonic of time influencing us. Music falls, civilization falls, ways of thinking fall. So underneath the grand um, Pied Piper is time itself. It's and the the ancient people because i believe that they had teachings from more advanced people they were using time like for groceries subtle energy groceries that it was an energy force that you could step out of time and and stretch it like jimmy connor the tennis player says i step out of time and i have an hour to plan that next shot on that tennis ball they're using able to imagine and grasp time as a frequency and is, and is a spiral in that um, Fibonacci shape. And so now we get to segue to your second question. Who is Fibonacci and
0: what about yeah. that, that spiral? <laughs>
1: okay. That spiral is credited to a man, um, I believe from Italy, um, hundreds of years ago, um, his last name is Fibonacci, and he, was, um, he mathematically showed the numbers that create that spiral. But um, it's as old as time. Um, The spiral or the Fibonacci numbers, they're a set of numbers like one, and you just um, go to the next, uh, you add the two numbers. So one plus one equals two, and then you take the last two, one and two, and that equals three. You take the last two, three and two, and that equals five. Take the last two, five and three, and that equals eight. And these numbers, they had a different way of using numbers to create geometry, creates the Fibonacci spiral. And in between neighboring numbers with division, you create phi, P-H-I, just a fraction, mm-hmm. unending fraction, also called the golden mean. And I believe that, and I have a whole new book coming out on this, but that the golden mean is a place where wave, harmonic waves cancel out. So you pluck a string on a, on a violin, and energy goes up and down the whole string. It also goes up and down um, a third of the string, a fourth of the string, a fifth of the string. And these subtle partial tones are called harmonics. which can go down. And when they go up and change direction, you have a little bit of a void. And I believe that positive energy comes to the void, and it allows energy to change direction. Same thing in the Fibonacci spiral. When you have these two neighboring um, cycles per second combining, like the two plus the three to equal the five, um, there's a partial wave cancellation, allowing for energy to bend. Just the perfect bend so that a, stand, a, a, pla- a stem on a plant is round, yet it's strong. It's just perfect to nature. And you will find phi in the spiral and harmonics in trees, mm. plants, mm. roots, maybe 10,000 times in your body. It's in an atom. It's in your brain. It's, it's in your DNA. It's everywhere. And um, I'm going to present this in my new book, but I kind of present it like a, a corkscrew, like harmonics. Um, The fractal, the um, the Fibonacci, think of it like a corkscrew. And time, like a corkscrew, taking um, time and space being linked, taking us to maybe um, a new time-space location. And we haven't really thought of um, our world the way the ancients have. They thought um, their tools were different than ours. Their tools were musical. They were harmonics. They were... um, they were the Fibonacci spiral. They were shapes. And they understood the universe in that way. And their magic, their superstition, the, the feats that we read about, say, in the Bible, which are amazing, it's simply from understanding subtle energy um, through the lens of music, through the lens of um, things we see. And it's all there for us, but it's going to take us to the next level. Um, You know, I don't think science is taking into account there's different dimensions. And they're all adding tones, if you will, and energies. And we can access what we need. It's there for us. And not only is it there for us, but if you look at these ancient ways and be objective and and don't expect Hmm. to understand it in your left brain. Um, But if you're kind of objective and try it, um, it's just amazing. It works. Uh And it's colors, It's sounds. It's shapes. Um, You can use them as tools for your health, for the things you want in life, for manifesting. Um, That's free. You know, and when you go out in nature, why does that spiral that you see in a beehive make you feel good? or in every flower you see, or in every tree, because you're full of them too. And as we age, if you will, our tones get maybe flat. Uh-huh. You know how it feels. And when you get flat, you're not necessarily radiating that proper angle that allows that little tiny bleed through of higher energy. Um, a parallel can be seen in your voice. Think that whole ancient people revered, the itsy-bitsy, peasy-weensy, split second in between the in-breath and out-breath. And if you really focus on that, and again, you have to focus because normally you don't notice, it's uplifting. And it's it's kind of like, to me, the in-breath and out-breath of your uh, of breathing is kind of like a harmonic node or a thigh node, a place where um, we get positive energy that lifts us um, mm-hmm. off. You, you know, why do you, why do you feel good out in nature? Well, it tunes all your spirals, and, and you're like a, a, a spiral machine. Do you know um, NASA <laughs> has developed like they, they, uh, like a ray gun that they can point at planets and detect if there's life? And the ray gun just detects if the, the planet has that spiral. Wow. So that is life.
0: So NASA recognizes it as life, and yeah. someday that'll trickle down to us, or you'll talk about it yeah. enough that we'll get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say NASA, somewhere along the line, reads a lot of ancient stuff because they do some very surprising things that would dovetail with ancient thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. they
1: read it too. you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometime we'll do a whole show on remote viewing. That's a whole other, like, sure. miraculous. Yeah. I, I've, I've done a lot of work. Actually, the gentleman who introduced me to biogeometry was a remote viewer in the military. Mm-hmm. As a young man, he was enlisted and was in the military. And they did a thing where they were like, we need some volunteers to do an experiment. And John was like, okay, what? And it turned out to be dowsing. They call it remote viewing, but mm-hmm. it was really dowsing. Well, it was the same animal. And he grew up in a family where his grandmother would take him to the market, and she would pull out a pendulum and hold over a piece of fruit. So he grew up mm-hmm. in a world with that. You know, she picked everything that way. And she wasn't, she wasn't a witch. She was just somebody who grew up in a culture where that was like a thing, where you would take it mm-hmm. a spiral one way or spiral another, probably monitoring vitality, not mm-hmm. unlike Karim. And so he ended up being in a room, in a darkened room with a map, and they told him to find these points in the map. And what he was finding was landmines in a room. Wow. No windows. He did this as a project, and they were like, he was the shining star because partially because he already knew it was the truth. He just used it in a different way. He didn't really know what he was locating until – months into the project and they were like oh this is what you've been doing and that really blew his circuits for a while and then he came back and went well i can still do this and he was never wrong yeah, yeah. in a room Wow. just you yeah. know mapping so it's it's all just tapping into a frequency of one kind or another and i think the fibonacci i it makes me want to go back in the forest and lay down on the ground what an amazing yeah, harmonic do it. <laughs> yeah do yeah. it do it now go be in the trees <laughs> take a dog <laughs> It's really great. Um, I can't believe we're kind of close to the point where I want to ask you about, tell people about how they can get a free copy of the Power book, because you have a a Um, thing happening where you're being upvoted, which is exciting. But tell us about that.
1: Um, Home of Power is up for an award from COVR, which is an um, international New Age Trade Show Association, a contest. And I'm giving away a free uh, PDF of the book. I think maybe even an EPUB. Um, But if you vote. And I also um, have a CD that's up for word. It is called Divine Indications. Mm. And it's taken from the ancient Hebrew work and kind of like like going through a crystal that breaks down into component colors, energy of God, all that is, all energy, kind of breaks down into components. And these components would be, in ancient times, the names of God, in the angels of God. And they were a pattern of pitches and of um, consonants and vowels. And the names of the consonants and vowels have survived. And um, I translate the shapes into sounds, into their Mm -hmm. um, code codes. So the divine invocation um, is a beautiful transformative um, musical experience. It's more like um, connecting you to angels. And let's say um, an angel has a correspondence, which they all do, um, you know, fire or daisies or or a certain crystal, all those things are frequencies, and they're all in the background. So as you listen to these ancient sounds, um, in an abalufala version, um, I had someone um, who understood the ancient language teach me how to pronounce it. And mm-hmm. um, so it's the key codes to the names of da- God, which have been revered in almost every ancient society. Um, so that one is up for, for vote. Power Powers up for vote. And um, I'm, we're going to put these on the links um, where you described earlier. And you ha- and I'm asking people to vote. So to vote in the com- uh, contest you need to press the vote link. and then you come to a COVR, that's the name of the contest page. and you have to vote for each category. It probably takes you five to seven minutes. And um, at the very end for your vote to count, you have to click submit, and you'll get a little button saying thank you for voting. But um, I'm giving out samples, the, the whole product, um, looking here and see if they want to vote for my product. Um, and I'm asking them in an honor system to vote. Um, anyway, that's that.
0: Wonderful. I, I listen to a lot of Jill's music because I like it. And because it helps balance me out. I work with a lot of electronics. So it's good to have that balance happening. And mm. it's really harmonizing. I I moved about six months ago, and I find the neighborhood got a little quieter since I got here. The sound, it's like back to being in, in nature. It's really extraordinary to spend time in nature because it's so here. Here. Here healing yeah. just go be there mm-hmm. you don't have to hug a tree mm-hmm. if unless you want to but just being in nature being surrounded by trees and nature and forests and sounds and crows but that's another show <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do have a thing for crows jill that was an adventure and fun as always i cannot thank you enough and you have another book after you. this coming out can't are you really you have another oh, yeah. book oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh I'm so
1: excited about it, but that's probably six to nine months out.
0: Okay. All right. We'll talk again soon then. (laughs) That was wonderful. And everybody else, have (laughs) a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.